Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I do declare, here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Trimbers. After successfully tracking the girls down, Thomas, Tyronicus, Kit, Monique, and Viper apprehend the gal. Polymorphing them into worms, the party then must hold back Thomas from killing them on sight. Convinced that getting them back to lap and extracting information before pursuing justice is the correct path, they leave the Chesapeake Cheese and Cake Factory and Inn. But not without Thomas throwing a fireball on the way out, burning up the room and everything inside, including Jessica's spellbook. Making a hasty escape, they turn Barbara into a sloth and begin to interrogate Jessica. They head on towards the telepad to make it back to Lep. But before they can, an abomination appears, instantly taking down Viper as everyone else prepares to face the monster. I do declare, Yorana is back in session. You begin to run for your lives as this shadowy, glossy, black abomination appears from the trees. Jessica and Thomas, you shout in recognition as it locks eyes with Viper. Oh gosh! Viper, you feel its gaze pervade into your very essence as you immediately drop to zero hit points. Roll for initiative! Strong start! Oh no. Okay, Jessica, that's not too bad. Damn it. 13! An 8 for Barbara. 12. 19. 18 for Jessica. I'm nervous! Alright, first up is Richard. And you see Richard is going to pull out his shadow blade and say, Nephew, what the hell is that? I don't know, but it's dangerous and you should run. Okay, so we're running. We're not engaging. We're running. I haven't discussed it with the group, but I think it is in our best interest to get the heck out. Where? And before you even have a chance to answer where, he is going to pick up Viper and begin dragging them away from the creature as best he can. Thank you, Uh, And he's kind of, he's trying to give you like CPR, but because he has you from behind and he's dragging you, it looks more like the Heimlich, but he's going to try and give you a medicine check. Okay. Oof. Oh, wait, he's pretty smart. That's a 12. So you get one success on your death saving throws. Yay! Thank you, Richard. Tyronicus, it is your turn. Uh, 
<laughs> Tronic is just gonna halt in his tracks for a second to try to let Richard catch up. He's gonna be like, no man left behind. He's gonna rub his hands together, start channeling magic as much as he can into his fingertips. Then he's gonna snap with both hands, and then he's going to cast Banishment. I love that spell. <laughs> you asshole. Fuck you. Okay, <laughs> read Banishment to me. You attempt to send one creature that you can see within range to another plane of existence. The target must succeed on a charisma saving throw or be banished. If the target is native to the plane of existence you're on, you banish the target to a harmless demiplane. If the target is native to a different plane of existence than the one you're on, the target is banished with a faint popping noise returning to its home plane. If the spell ends before one minute has passed, the target reappears in a space it left or the nearest unoccupied space if that space is occupied. Otherwise, the target doesn't return. Hmm. Good deal. In other words, get fucked. In other words, if it's from a different realm, he's not coming back. If he's from this realm, he's gone for a minute. Ooh. If you <laughs> fail the check. <laughs> I can tell you where he's from, but... Let's see how this charisma saving throw goes. Natural 20! <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I haven't wait, touched wait, it. Wait, I haven't wait, touched wait, it. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Do you have any sorcery points left? Really strong start. We could start saying goodbyes now. Uh... <laughs> All right, now I don't have anything that can help me with that. Okay. All right, so I think running. You point your fingers, you charge up the magic and point it at this dark abomination of a creature. And you see this magic fly out, hit it head on. And it just kind of cocks its head at you silent. Oh, I hate it. Shit. Next up, Jess, it is your turn. Okay. Jessica is going to run over to assist Richard. Thank you. As she does so, she will cast False Life at the second level. So Jessica brings forth her hand and some purple smoke mixed with black starts to emit from her palm and she brings it under Viper's nostrils and kind of like half shout whispers, Oh, here, child, breathe these vapors. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, 11 hit points. Nice. Okay. Yay. Viper, you unconsciously breathe in these vapors as you guys are watching. You see the vapors enter and the veins around the face and neck kind of go black. And Viper, you awaken with a slight hysterical chuckle as this false facsimile of life brings you back with 11 temporary hit points. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, anytime. You know, it's the least I can do. You know, we, we really ought to travel with a cleric or something. <laughs> and with that, it is Monique Valentine's turn. And she kind of looks to you, Thomas, to Jessica, doesn't quite know who to ask at this point. It says, okay, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? She draws her two pen daggers and is kind of swirling them around going, okay, what are we doing? Are we fighting? Are we running? Where are we going? We should run. Okay, we're running. And she dashes. Thomas, it is your turn. Okay, I'm going to run to where Richard is and Viper. Uh, hi, Richard. Hi, Viper. Let's run, please. Well, I'm standing right here, but thanks for saying hi too, Thomas. If you want to defend us as we run down the hill, then uh, be my guest. Goodbye. Okay, so you're dashing? Yep. Okay, you get 60 feet away from the creature. At this point, it is then Viper's turn, who has just reawoken. Ah! <laughs> My head, and I'll dash. You dash 60 feet as well, which brings us to Kit. And Kit is gonna go, uh, guys, uh, do we have to get that way? What are we gonna, uh, 
for twigs, and he's gonna run at the creature directly. No, no, oh, no, 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 everyone roll a persuasion check. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's a 19. 16. 23. That's a dirty 20. Jessica got a natural one. <gasps> I didn't trust you, Jessica. But okay. And he's going to dash away. <laughs> you see the, the tentacles going away. But he is shouting. He says, but don't we have to use the thing over there? The, uh, whatever. Barb, it is your turn. Okay. You are uh, picking yourself up off of the ground as you have just turned back into a warforged after having been a sloth. I don't know how to move my body anymore. I don't like this. But Bob is going to make her way towards Jess and grab her hand and be like, we got to go. We got to go now. We need to, we're, we're moving and going to start running. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you are all 60 feet away. At this point, oh no! It appears directly in front of us. <laughs> How much time do we have left? You've got a little while. The moon is overhead, but you calculate it's roughly about an hour before it's gonna pass over where you okay. need to pass. Okay. Can I ask why the moon applies here? Sorry, I don't know if I I know. You don't. It does not concern you. It doesn't concern. Damn it! One of you, a werewolf? What? 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 What is it? At this point, Tyronicus, you look back towards the insignia on the ground, and the creature makes eye contact with you. Please roll a wisdom saving throw. Are you trying to frighten me? No. Well, partially. I have advantage against being frightened. Okay, it is not the full effect. I got a 12, but but I have abilities to make me re-roll that because I don't want to die. You do not need to re-roll because that is a successful save. However, you are still going to take... Oh my God! The dice woke up angry today. It's over. So as you look back towards that pad, you make brief eye contact with the creature, which doesn't even really have eyes, but you just feel it call into your soul and it's almost like it extracts something from you. It doesn't quite accomplish what it wants to, but you still take 17 points of necrotic damage as you literally just feel your essence zapped out of you. <gasps> However, you feel almost frightened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not scared of you! <laughs> is that so? Because in that case, he is then going to go ahead no. and move in your direction. He is 30 feet behind you now. Oh, damn it, okay. TJ. It begins to kind Run. of charge through the snow. It still looks like it's walking slowly, but somehow it is covering a lot of ground very quickly. Which brings us back to Richard. Richard is going to say, we won't be able to outrun this. And he is going to begin to charge up this green energy in his hand by the power of justice. Damn it, dick. Oof, okay. Shit. Okay, <gasps> he shoots off two blasts of green energy. <laughs> but both of them just go flying and they break against this like semi-translucent, black, glossy skin of the creature and dissipate. It almost seems like it absorbs the energy partially. And he says, well, that's all I have. And he's gonna keep running, not dashing, but moving 30 feet to remain 60 feet away from it. Tyronicus, it is your turn. New plan, let's try this. And he's gonna snap his fingers again. And he's gonna try to cast suggestion and tell it to go home. Okay, you cast this, you say go home and it just keeps walking undeterred 
Tyronicus, maybe your home. <laughs> <laughs> it opens its arms at you, Tyronicus. <laughs> I'm out of there. I'm, I'm bolting, bro. Okay, so you move to maintain that kind of 60 feet distance. I'm going to get that gap away. And it's just like, look, we're not going to be able to outrun it. We can at least either hold it off or try to find a way to get rid of it. Jessica, it is your turn. Okay. Jessica's going to cast Minor Illusion off in the distance. And she is going to create an illusion of Hagatha. Uh-huh. And she's going to get it to, like, make the sound of her saying, It's time to go home, dearie. What is your spell save, DC? Oh, shit. That would be a 14. We see a little hunched over hag peer out from behind one of the trees. It's time to go home, dearie. It almost doesn't even hear it. All right. It is then... Monique's turn and Monique is going to say oh I hate to do this it was a graduation present and she is going to throw one of the pen daggers for five points of damage as you see the pen twirl through the air and lodge itself in the creature's shoulder it takes the hit it doesn't even hitch in its step oh my god and then Monique is going to keep running as fast as she can as well to maintain that 60 foot gap Thomas, it's your turn. Where's the moon? About an hour away. Oh, no. You are currently running away from the moon. You're going back the way you came. Tyrannicus, we can't outrun this thing for an hour, can we? I mean, we can run in circles. Atlanta. For an hour. I'm going to cast Minor Illusion in the distance and try to produce another one of these creatures to try to distract it with its own species. Okay. What is your spell save, DC? 13. (laughs) <laughs> He's rolling high, bro. A 13. Oh, motherfucker. I gave it disadvantage both times. Okay. And then I'm going to run away. The creature kind of comes out and it just ends up scaring the rest of your party as this creature kind of almost like cracks its neck and feels empowered and, be- and keeps moving. Viper, it is your turn. Okay. It's a new day. I can do this. I stop running, turn around, and try flesh to stone. Okay. It needs to make a con save. What did it need to be? A 15. So it rolls a 15. Oh my God. Are you kidding? I swear. But I will give you this Viper. As you glare at it, it is used to glaring at people and not having people glare at it. And so it almost seems disturbed and you see it kind of hitch in its step a little bit. However, Uh you then realize you don't think this thing is flesh in the traditional sense. Thanks, I hate it. Something about it defies your understanding of the way organisms and bodies are traditionally constructed. And with that, it is Kit's turn. Oh no. Kit is gonna say, I'm sorry, we go to, we go and do something. And he's gonna run at it this time. And you see he bounces off with the tentacles and like spins in the air. You see the tentacles flared out. That hits. He wraps one tentacle around its neck. Kind of holds himself up on it that way. Then he's going to try and bring a fist down on its face. He misses as it grabs his hand in its. And then he's going to try and headbutt the shit out of it. Which hits! Hey! The Lord. And it stumbles back a little bit. It seems to have taken a fair amount of damage. It's still okay, but it looks like... It's not just walking that one off, no problem. Interesting. Barbara, it is your turn. Okay, um, damn it. Barbara, having seen that happen, is probably gonna stop in her tracks and just look at Jess and be like, 
I can't say it can't hurt to try because it's probably gonna hurt to try, but you, I guess I gotta try. And so Barbara's gonna run towards the thing. No! <laughs> gonna run towards the thing. Barbara, no! Just, shut up, Jess, I have to do this, damn it! Don't ruin my moment! And she's gonna pull out one of, a, one of the swords that she has. Oh, crap. Or do I have anything on me actually anymore? Since I turned into a sloth and I'm no longer? You have nothing. I have oh, nothing? Oh, oh, y'all really set us up for failure. You guys wanted to die today. I want you all to know this is all your fault. And as Barb is running towards the thing, starts to go reach for a sword and then realizes it's just a really nice metal hip. So she then starts to slow down. Can she look at her other party members and see if anyone has a sort of sword weapon? Stabby stab on them, please? Anybody? You see the pen dagger lodged in the creature's shoulder. All right, it's bold, but we'll try. <laughs> uh, Barbara's gonna continue running. <laughs> Barbara's like started and stopped several times. <laughs> she's gonna keep running towards the thing. She's gonna do her best to take out that pen sword. And she's definitely gonna wanna try and attack twice. So she's gonna try and do two hits to this thing with the pen sword. I'm gonna say you're probably only gonna be able to get one off in this turn since you have to also remove it and that's taking up probably the action of one of your attacks but please roll a sleight of hand check that's different but okay i hate my life that's an 11 <laughs> uh believe it or not it only rolls a nine so as you go to grab for the dagger it tries to swipe you out of the way but you like pull back its new position is now open to you and you reach in and pull out the pen dagger. You may roll one of your two attacks as you've used up three of your six seconds. Oh boy. All right. That's a 16 to hit. That hits roll for damage. <gasps> what? Oh, let's go. Okay, 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 okay. That's a seven. Okay. Seven. How do you cut at it? Bob looking at it and seeing that it's now fully open to her, she's gonna really just try and get right in the middle there. I would like to slash at it because I would love to keep the pen sword after I slash it. Perfect. You slash across its midsection and you see it takes damage. However, now that you have gotten up close and dirty with it, you realize that while it has been taking damage, this cut that you do at it doesn't do quite as much damage as you would have expected. It is then its turn. No! No, I'm right Barbara, now. please roll a wisdom saving throw for me. Oh, no! <laughs> I didn't think it through. I didn't think it through. Oh, that's an 11. Oh, no. Okay. Bye-bye, <laughs> everyone. So long. Okay. You slash across its midsection. It looks down at it looks back at you and before you have a chance to avert your gaze it puts a clawed finger under your chin <gasps> to tilt your head up to look at it and in that moment as you make eye contact with it you feel it kind of reach into that energy deep within you and you take 27 points of necrotic damage and you are frightened okay i'm sorry Minus the fact that I got 27 hit points, that move, that's hot. I'm gonna just say it, okay, it is, I'm sorry. It's so rude. You take 27 <laughs> points of damage as it stares at you. You feel your life force leaving you. And as it does, without even taking its gaze off of you, it is then going to take a clawed fist and begin to bludgeon the shit out of Kit. Oh, <gasps> it hits one and his fist like bounces off of the squishy tentacle flesh. 
However, it then clocks him directly across the jaw. As it bludgeons Kit across the jaw, you see it like scratches with its flesh and you see his skin begins to get eaten away. No! For 17 points of necrotic damage. Oh, Kit, no! As you see it begin to burn away, Kit goes, And he kind of like falls off of him into the snow. It seems to hurt him quite a bit. Thankfully, Kit is a beefy guy, but this is not a light hit at all. At this point, it is going to very calmly walk 30 feet forward so that all of you are within a 30-foot range of it. Hannah's not. Yeah. Hannah is not, and neither are Kit or Barbara, as it has moved away from you. Q. Richard, Monique, Jessica, Thomas, and Tyronicus. It moves into your area. You see this kind of ring of almost like firelight explode from it. And as it hits you, you take 13 points of necrotic damage. That's not a save or anything? It is then Richard's turn. He takes that damage. He is just going to keep firing those Eldritch Blasts. He says, come on, come on. I know I can do this. One blast flies right past. And you see the second blast of green energy flies out as it bursts against the creature's body and kind of burns away part of its chest where that pen dagger had initially gone in. As you see that hardened, translucent, quote unquote, flesh rip open, you see this kind of gaseous, black, purpley form like ooze out of it as it goes and then kind of reabsorbs it and incorporates it back into itself. Oh gosh, no. Richard is then going to move 30 feet past it, around it, in the direction of Barbara and Kit saying, it wants one of you, (laughs) and begins to move. Uh, Technically, he is now directly adjacent to it, but we'll see. (laughs) Tyronicus, it is your turn. All right, Tyronicus seeing all his friends attacking it. He's going to move back 30 feet. It's like, all right, second time's the charm. He's going to crack his fingers, shake a little bit. You start seeing sparks fly from his fingers again, and he's going to snap his fingers and he's going to cast Banny. Okay, that is a wisdom saving throw? Charisma. Okay. It rolls a three. Yeah, that shit is gone. We see these sparks begin to whir. They kind of grow bigger and bigger and bigger, almost out of control. And you sling it over your head and around at it. It kind of cocks its head at you. And before you can even see as the flashes settle down, it is just gone. Tyronicus, please roll a d20 for me. Survey says seven. Okay, roll a d100. Oh, no. Oh, boy. 43. Okay, as the creature disappears and vanishes, you feel like something jittery inside of you, and you suddenly teleport like 20 feet. And you do it again. And you start kind of teleporting, and you feel like for the next minute, you can teleport as a bonus action. While Zeronic is warping around, he's like yelling out like, look, I don't know where that thing came from. We either have a minute or it's gone forever, but we gotta do something. And we gotta go now. Uh. But I question. So I keep hearing y'all talk about this moon thing, the moon situation. What are we waiting here for with the moon? I can't talk about it, uh, but we need to be here. But does it have to be the moon? What if like, maybe we like magic something to make it feel like moonbeams were hitting uh. it of the midnight moon or something? It's less of a moon thing, more of the fact that it's midnight. It's a time. Okay, we still have an hour. Let's hide maybe back to the cabin. Yes. 
You know, everybody hold on to me. We'll just teleport around here. Which cabin? You mean the carriage? We'll back down the mountain. No, that'll take too long. Too long? Yeah. Okay. Why don't we all bury ourselves in the snow? Uh? Did you ever... How how far did you... How did you get here, Thomas? I don't understand. I don't understand. How did... Can someone explain it to me? Does anyone see anywhere that we can hide? Barbara, I will shadow blade you. Oh, Thomas, eat a wiener. Can I look for hiding places? Yeah. Roll an investigation check for me. 19. Okay, so the thing is... The place you are in right now is lots of plains. It's lots of open field, but it is surrounded by forests at the border. And as you guys have run, you've entered the forest. There are mountains, but you get the feeling you definitely can't get there in a minute. You can't get many places in a minute. Everyone climb a tree. All right. Uh, does anyone need help? Oh, I think I can figure it out. Help him. I will burrow like a worm. Uh <laughs> All right, Richard. That'll work for you, ladies. Yes. You like being worms. Excuse me? Y you enjoyed your stint as worms just now, didn't you? Oh, you know, that that was a... Yeah, that was a that was a fun time. Why did we climb? Right, I think we have about 40 seconds left. Climbing, um, please. Climbing. I don't think we're going to be safe anywhere, but I'll try a tree. Richard begins burrowing under Monique's carriage. He runs and just starts covering himself with snow. It looks like that scene in The Predator where he's covering himself in mud. Oh, God. Meanwhile, you see Kit says, Miss Barbara, do you need a hand? No, do you? I think you do. Tyronicus is just going to start picking people up and teleporting them to trees. Oh, yes! Tyronicus for the next 10 rounds rounds you teleport to and from treetops as you are still trying really hard to maintain your concentration everyone is in a treetop except for richard who is under the carriage oh and the gosh. minute ends all right you hear the rustling of branches you watch you listen <laughs> and off in the distance you hear a really, really far away. But you do not see the abomination return. I don't trust it. I don't either. We could wait in a tree for an hour. We could play games or something. We could take like a, I don't know, like a, a short rest in the tree. I'm staying right fucking here. Hang out up here for 20 minutes. Yeah, let's just wait here. Wait, someone go get my uncle. He'll freeze to death in an hour. Well, that was his choice to burrow. I don't know why the fuck he thought burrowing when everyone went into a tree was a good idea. It was a brilliant choice. He's a smart man. I'll go get him. No, no. you. I would like to stealthily try to go down the tree to get Richard. Oh, Roll a stealth Lord. check for me. I'm, I'm stealthy. We're halfway there. Good evening. How did we do, bartender? What'll it be? I will take the special, please. Mm, certainly. Here you are. Mm, thank you, my good man. That ain't half bad. This, this is the halftime ad with Nikki B. All right. 
guys, it's Nikki B, and I'm back. Finally. It's been a long time at Ninja Camp, and... Oh, man, I am ready to just fill my ear canals with Drimbus 24-7 non-stop. So, let's take a look here on... What? Well, there's nowhere near enough Drimbus to fill up my ear holes for 24 hours a day. What? Hiatus? Hiatus? They were on hiatus? Who gives them the right to go on hiatus? They are Drimbus! They should be working non-stop 24-7 for me! What the hell is this? How am I gonna get my- Could Nikki forget? Oh my god! Oh my god! There is so much bonus content. Several new Beyond D&D series: Hexing Tide, The Witcher, even updates to the Drimbus system. Huh? Hexing Tide number one: The Inhuman Affairs Bureau. Oh, and it's available for free to everyone at Patreon.com/Drimbus. As the four of you stand and regard each other, intense colors penetrate your peripherals as it becomes increasingly apparent that black bile riddles the scene. The only thing intact is the cement street that splits what used to be the lines of shops on either side. Amidst the rubble and debris, as you kind of look around, all you see is remnants of a statue, and a plaque that reads, Dedicated to Amos Green, a hero and advocate for long and healthy lives. Couldn't have been that long, I suppose. <laughs> Good one, Doughboy. An I... astute observation as always, Doughboy. Your brains are why we keep you around, I have no doubts. Which one? And he, like, peels away some of the, like, Oh. We shall guide him. Oh. The voice thanks the patrons. <laughs> Jerry Bonzanowski is a local clergyman killing November Sky, John Mitchell, Grimm, and Yale, Andrew Lopez, Ace, Andrew Thomas, Murphy, Virginia Russell, Sons, Sam Alamos, John Gowd, the Unable of John Chalin, Cavira, DVD, Galvo, Guest, Michael Richter, Davis, Martin, Denny, Dutrop, Myth Mouse, Kelly Wolf, Brendan, and Bishop, Twiglets, Joanna, Weisberger, Stan, Sitzman, Scrambles, the Death Dealer, Aaron Adams, Nathan, Mesner, Ruth, Anatos, Walking, Loss, and Trip, Wilhelmina, Fox, Stone Air, Panda, Melissa Rain, Sensational Parents of Anya, What's a Plenty, the Lone Trumpeter, Hoville, and Nutria, Not Lame.
16. Okay. You slowly work your way down the tree. Yes. You hear your feet press into the snow. You walk over to the carriage. Richard. You just see, like, under the carriage, there's just a bunch of snow, and then you see, like, a lump (laughs) of snow, like a small mound. Richard. No response. Richard? Fuck. Jessica points in the direction of the carriage, and she's going to cast the cantrip message and say, Hi there, Richard. You're probably hearing me in your head right now. But uh, if you could come up to the treetops, I think we're going to chill up here for like a hot minute just to see uh, if it comes back. So if you want to come up here with us, that'd be just grand. You hear in your head, no worries. I am chilling down here. I would like to very quietly like move the snow to show his face. Yeah, you excavate him and he looks like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. <laughs> Richard, I highly suggest we get into the trees. You're going to freeze down here. Can I see where Richard is? It's kind of hard to see through the treetops, but you guys can pretty much make out what Viper's doing under the carriage. Okay, Jessica is going to point at the mound of snow again and she's going to cast prestidigitation and she is going to warm one cubic foot of the snow yeah and i don't know if warming it magically would technically melt the snow or if it just becomes warm snow how do we rule this that's true i'm gonna say some of it melts some of it's just warm snow i love that and you see richard kind of comes out of it like slightly steamed he looks nice and fresh and red like he came out of a spa treatment <laughs> Very well. You want me to climb up there into the high place. Richard, are you afraid of heights? Well, I'm not afraid of anything. Right. Then get your ass up here now. I'm simply trying to make wise tactical decisions. And I believe the wisest tactical decision is the high ground. Well, you see, I think I could definitely take on the creature. Richard, in the time that you could argue with me, the creature could arrive and perhaps eat you, drain your life force, and leave you in the snow for real this time. So I suggest you turn around, find the nearest tree, and climb up before I make you. Roll a persuasion check for me. To aid in this persuasion check, Jessica is going to cast another prestidigitation to create this really funky, like, toe fungus smell where Richard is to make it less desirable to stay there. Okay, roll with advantage. The floor is hot lava, and Tyronicus is also going to cast prestidigitation and make the ground under Richard very uncomfortable to stand on. <laughs> oh my god, roll with double advantage. 25, I think I'm alright. Fine. He, he leans into you, like, he looks at everyone else in the trees and leans into you so that they don't hear, and he goes, did you fart? Richard, I think you would know if I did. Mm. <laughs> he climbs up a tree. And then I get up the tree. And Jessica, once he reaches the top of the tree, Jessica is going to cast a minor illusion in the branches to make it appear to him as though he is only hiding in a bush and not a tree. So it doesn't look as far as it is. Well, this is rather comfortable. Thank you. 
Jessica points at the tree and sends a message like, oh, you're welcome. Anytime, you know, just trying to get on y'all's good side. Because, you know. Uh, because you want to stab us in the back when you got us all good and buttered You can't up. hear this. It's a message. <laughs> but Michael Bassani heard it. Thomas, get out of my damn head. Everyone, stop yelling. Stop yelling. Stop yelling. Stop it. Stop it. Everyone, shut up. In your head, you hear, you know, for a couple of psychotic murderers, you really are rather helpful. Oh, thanks. Anytime, dear. It's a pleasure to be here. You sicken me, and yet I feel myself drawn to you. That's the power of Pinesaw, baby. <laughs> and with that, about an hour passes. As Tyronicus, you see the moon is very nearly overhead. All right, I think it's safe to say that the creature's gone. I swear, if I get out of this tree and that shit comes back, I'm gonna be pissed. All right? All right. Why don't you go first, Barbara? Test the waters out for us. Why don't you walk off a short pier, Thomas? Oh, clever, Barbara. Okay, all right. Jessica is going to create a minor illusion of herself and have it walk through the trees for a little distance. Uh, you don't see anything. All right, let's go. Barbara jumps off the tree. She Roll an acrobatics check for me, Barbara. Barbara rolled a 17. Okay, Barbara, you land with a plum. With a what? A plum. Jessica's going to leap from the trees and cast prestidigitation to create a puff of wind to push up on her to make it like a very gentle Mary Poppins-esque <laughs> descent from the trees. I love it. Roll an acrobatics with advantage. Okay. Uh, with advantage, Jessica's roll is a 19. Perfect. Jessica, you like float down. You feel exactly like Mary Poppins. Thomas, to you, it looks like the Scarlet Witch descending down. <laughs> uh, did we get health from resting an hour? No. Oh. oh, shit. How long does False Life last? How long does False Life last, Jessica? <laughs> this whole time, Viper actually fell out of the tree and has been underneath the snow. Yeah, it says duration of one hour. Great timing. Viper, as you begin to climb down the tree... You just fucking keel over, oh, no. and you guys see their body plummet into the snow. Oh, shit. Jessica's gonna try to do a quick, like, prestidigitation of a gust of wind to gently bring her down. It's a strong-ass gust of wind. I'm gonna say, roll an arcana check for me. Okay. Oh, it is a 19. Thank okay. goodness for that nice, healthy bonus on the arcana check. A nice... Cushy landing. And Jessica is going to run over and cast a first level false life. And she's like, okay, honey. Yet, you know, uh, breathe these vapors once more. <laughs> and she's going to gift seven temporary hit points to Viper. You wake up on the ground. Uh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Oh. I, 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 it, it, the least I could do, uh, you know. You, you got another hour <laughs> added to the lifespan there. All right. And she'll she'll get up. All right, let's make this quick before she passes out again. Right. So, um, where exactly is it we're going, Tyronicus? Just follow me, and then he's just gonna like walk ahead. Okay. Is there anything we should know? Are there gonna be weird beasties over there? Should we be prepared for anything? Nah, you should be alright. Just follow me. Speaking of, not to be an asshole, but it was a graduation gift. Um, Barbara. Oh God, yeah. No, here. Talk no, please. And. Barb is gonna like, I guess, click the pen to make it like yeah. not be a thing anymore. <laughs> a dagger and be like, oh, here, R really cool, by the way. That's, that's nice. Um, Thank you very much. No, of course. Richard leans into Viper and says, Should they be restrained? I say we leave it for now. As we get closer, 
I want to test the waters between Thomas and Jessica. Yes, I just want to make sure because Thomas and I are on very... Uh, and at this point, he kind of looks at you, Thomas, like he kind of includes you in the conversation. He goes, we're on very conditional leave from your organization. Right. And I don't want to do anything they could perceive as a threat. Understood. As that would be uh, very harmful to our health. I also would like to point out the assistance we received in the fight. I think they'll cooperate. Yeah, Barb is going to lean in also to this conversation and say, I would like to second that thought. I had that dagger. I could have hurt a lot of people, but I didn't. Just a, just a thought. Also, it's a very open area, and you don't know how to whisper, Richard. And Barbara's gonna lean back into her own space, like, pans up, just saying, like, I'm just, I'm just, I heard, I'm sorry. I heard it. I won't whisper. They're gonna be restrained when we get there, right? <laughs> what? Right? What are you guys saying over there? Mr. Hera, we don't know what else is out here. Let's try to remain quiet. I would like to approach Tyronicus. Okay. Um... We don't think we'll be revisited by those uh, flying creatures, right? You know, uh, considering that I've I've never encountered those things before, uh, hopefully not. But uh, who's to say? All right. It's also a little too late to back out as, and you look up and you see the moon is probably about 45 seconds away. All right. Tronica starts like sprinting. I'm okay. sprinting too. Wait, what? Why, why are we running? Why are we running now? Viper starts running and like turns around and is like, come on, come on. No, I'm gonna, I'm coming, I'm coming. Barbara's gonna also grab Jess's hands and like, let's go. But like one. Jessica's gonna start running with them. You run to this little insignia on the ground. You all kind of crowd in as you get the feeling if there was a max capacity for this, you're probably one over. I could push Barbara off if there's too many people here. And I will hug Thomas so tight that he has to fall with me. But you step onto the insignia scribed on the ground beneath you. As the moon comes overhead, the green glow encapsulates you and you all begin to float up into the air as you fly higher and higher above the treetops past the peaks of the nearby mountains you hear a screech I get my daggers out ready your daggers a ways off flying out from behind a mountaintop you see a flock of grell (sighs) the brain shaped creatures with beaks and tentacles You all shudder, fearing that they've spotted you, before a burst of fire encapsulates one. What the fuck was that? Bursting from it, you see a rather large creature takes one of the grell in its mouth. It has a hardened, yellowish beak protruding from a dragon-like head. Oh my god. And a body with what looks like lion's legs and wings. The stallion-sized beast easily swipes the other two grell out of the air before perching up on a ledge and screeching out. Sorry, what? What? What a pleasant surprise. You know that thing? My baby. Oh my goodness. He knows his mommy to protect his mommy. This horrifying thing would be your child, Jessica. Wait, Jess, Jess, Jess. And Barbara's gonna like hit Jess. What? Like, you don't know. 
you don't, you, we've been away from Gragan for a while. You have no idea how he might react. Oh, Gragan obviously would know his mommy. I mean, I gosh darn tamed him and fed him for goodness sake. For at least a few hours, but then we left the next day. I don't even think we said goodbye. No. I'm just, I'm just saying. And on that note, you continue to float up. Barb, Jess, and Monique for that matter, you are stunned as the moon above you seems to grow closer and closer. Too close, too fast. What the shit? As this beam carries you up and into a small tunnel-like hole in the surface of this moon, just barely flying above the surface of the continent. You all get sucked up into the tubes and shot around until you appear in this stark white room you landed in last time. This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of T.J. Berry as Tyronicus, Amanda Fernandez Acosta as Barbara, Nicholas Palazzo as Thomas Phelps, Michael Pisani as Jessica Felcher, and Hannah Schooner as Viper. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. Editing was done by Hannah Schooner and Giancarlo Herrera with sound design by Giancarlo Herrera. If you want to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our After the Show show, After the Drimbus, free exclusive merch, bonus series, and the chance to create items for the show or have NPCs named after you. Oh! And don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons and Drimbus sticker. Thank you all so much for listening, and I do declare, I'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Please try to get some sleep tonight. I've been trying to sleep all week. Nothing helps. You could try Sleep Sound. No thanks. You've had enough nightmares for the both of us. Let me go! Come on. The medication has nothing to do with that. I haven't had a bad dream in ages. (laughs) Ever since your highly problematic affair in Idaho? Stop. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Well, you still haven't told me who you're bringing to graduation. Oh, your heart is racing. How can you tell? You're lying on top of me. What if I don't want anyone else to know yet? And it wasn't a bad dream? I don't know. Christopher, you know. Can't you appreciate that I'm trying to help you here? Thanks for the pills, Lils. Dreamers, Season 2 by Broken Crown Productions. Tune in weekly wherever you listen to podcasts.